Hey everyone, welcome back to the Commitment to Growth podcast. This is your host, Mariana speaking, and thank you so much for coming back to tune in to another episode of the show. How are we doing? Welcome back everyone to the show. It is so lovely to be here with you today. Thank you for choosing the Commitment to Growth podcast as your daily source of wisdom, of personal growth and development. It is so beautiful and such a privilege to get to be here with you today for the first solo episode in what feels like a while. It is so nice to be sitting here in front of the mic today and I have a very special episode planned today because the day that I am recording this, it is actually my 22nd birthday. It is May 29th, 2022 and I celebrated really awesomely, I think that's a word, (laughs) with a lot of my close friends last night. We had a big party at my house and there was a lot of food and a lot of dancing and I just could not have asked for a better way to walk into my 22 years and, of course, to make up for the last two years that I did not (laughs) get to celebrate the way that I wanted to. So it was such a privilege, it was such a joy to be with all these people that mean the absolute world to me and today we are recovering from a late night And I'm trying to do this thing where on my birthday, I spend just a little bit more time with myself and have little moments where I can reflect on the last couple of years and what I learned, what I've done, celebrate achievements, celebrate losses as well. And today I thought, you know what, what a better way to kick off my 22 years than with sitting down to do the thing that I love the most, which is talking to people opening conversation about personal growth and development and using it as a way to express myself, to reflect, and to just be here and celebrate myself and you as my listener as well. So such a joy to be here. Thank you for joining me today on this very special day. And I just want to take a moment to say that over the last few weeks, I have received so much love and appreciation from A lot of you that have been listening to the show, just sending me DMs on Instagram or sending me emails about how much you're enjoying the episodes or what you've learned. And (laughs) this is so funny. I even had some people tell me that um, they really, my voice is really soothing apparently, and that I would be really good at ASMR. (laughs) I've gotten that twice now. Um, So, you know, maybe if podcasting doesn't work out for me, then I'll consider ASMR as a little side hustle as well. (laughs) But I just wanted to say that your comments and your messages and just the fact that you take the time out of your day to come and listen and grow with me together is the most fulfilling and most gratifying thing about doing what I do. And I appreciate any and all messages. And I'm so happy to sit down and have conversation with every single one of you when I can over Instagram, over guest interviews. It is what brings me the most joy in life and it is why I am sitting here today and what I chose this as as uh, my pastime for my 22nd birthday because I would not rather be doing anything else. So that being said, if you weren't in the, you know, listen to the last episode. Um, if you liked this episode or any previous ones that you've listened to, this new thing that I'm doing is that if you like the episode and you leave a review on iTunes, where you tell me what you liked about the episode, something that you learned, and you leave your Instagram handle, I will try to give you a shout out on the following episode. So I'll read out what you learned and then I'll say, hey, thank you to X person and you'll get a shout out on the show, which is always awesome because as much as I appreciate you being here and giving your time to this platform, I wanna give something back to you for for your time and for your grace and for your beautiful listening ears. So if you like this episode or any other ones, comment on Apple Podcasts, something that you learned and something that you liked about the episode, leave your Instagram handle, and maybe you will get picked for a shout out in the next episode. So that being said, we are going to dive right in. I do want to take a moment to respectfully acknowledge that I am recording this episode today from the land of the Wasanish peoples. I am back in Victoria after my long holiday in Mexico with my family. It was so beautiful and As always, I am super duper grateful and honored to be abiding in these ancestral lands, to be acknowledging them in these land acknowledgements, and to be encouraging my listeners to reflect on where they come from and how colonialism has shaped where 
uh, we live and how we can do better every single day to educate ourselves, to educate others on how colonialism has impacted the peoples that were here before us and how we can support them through their healing and through eliminating uh, colonial normalities that are more harmful than good in capitalist societies. So that being said, super privileged and grateful uninvited settler and visitor today on these lands, uh, delivering you the Commitment to Growth podcast. Thank you for being here. And without further ado, let's dive right into today's episode. All right. So for today's episode, I took some time today, right after I woke up, I was like feeling very inspired. I said, you know what? I want to do something to reflect and to just celebrate myself a little bit. So what I did and decided to turn into a podcast episode for you today is a comprehensive list of 22 lessons that I have learned over the last 22 years in no particular order of importance or of magnitude. These are just 22 lessons that um, I think life has taught me over the last 22 years that I reflect on consistently. Um, growth from these lessons that I see in my day-to-day, in my relationships, and how I show up to every situation in my life. And I wanted to share them with you today, just as a lighthearted episode, just as something feel good um, and something that you can reflect on as well, because I firmly believe that we are all living different experiences. And even if we have similar experiences, we've all been through them in a different way. We've all perceived the things that we go through in life in a different manner. And we can all learn from how we each individually felt, experienced, or perceived a situation to be so that in the future we are better equipped for another obstacle that comes in our way. So these are 22 lessons from my 22 years. Thank you for being here. Let's get right into this first one. All right. The first one that I've got here for you today is you don't have to feel ready to start going after what you dream of. How many of us have a dream that we can't wait to start and we wait until we've acquired X amount of skills to start or until we feel ready or until we've read a certain amount of books that teach us about the particular subject? How many of us keep prolonging the starting line that we eventually have to cross to start doing the things that fulfill us, start chasing after our dreams? You will never feel ready enough to do the things that most scare you. And as such, we have to just do it scared. You can only submerge yourself in discomfort and be prepared to learn from the discomfort as you go through it. So lesson one, you don't have to feel ready to start going after what you dream of. Lesson number two is sometimes standing up for yourself and your needs requires you to do the hardest and most uncomfortable things. Oof. This is a big one for me this year. How many of us have walked away from a friendship, a romantic relationship, stood up to a family member or a friend or a partner, stood up to a boss at work or one of your coworkers at work because you needed a raise or because your work situation was not just? How many times have we come to the brute realization that sometimes to get what we need and to communicate our worth to other people requires us to do the things that we sometimes fear the most, but are the most necessary for us to ensure our continuous happiness and fulfillment. And here's the thing about enduring these difficult conversations or these breakups be with a friend, a boss, a coworker, a family member, whatever that looks like, is that most often we perceive that once we do the thing, once we say what we need, once we put our foot down and say, no, I am getting a raise or whatever that looks like, that we're going to feel good after automatically. But in reality, the worst part is the discomfort that comes after you actually putting your foot down for yourself because our society makes us believe that to put our foot down for ourselves is selfish and you're going to feel selfish for doing the things to get what you know you deserve. And with that in mind, 
You're going to question yourself so many times after putting your foot down for yourself and communicating your worth to somebody, but you have to remember how you felt in the moment that you made the decision. You have to remember how you felt and what your heart was telling you to do the moment that you put your foot down for yourself. That is the beautiful, transparent truth that will get you through any difficult situation in which you had to stand up for yourself because you knew that if you kept going the way that you were, no matter how good the situation may have been in other parts, that you were going to be resentful or unhappy later. There's this quote that I come back to all the time and it's from the book Untamed, which if you've been here before, you've heard me say on the podcast multiple times, it's the book Untamed by Glennon Doyle. If you haven't read it, please do. It will teach you how to live as your own person. This book just, my gosh, changed me irrevocably in so many ways. But one of the most powerful quotes that I took away from the book recently is, what is better, uncomfortable truth or comfortable lies? Every truth is a kindness, even if it makes others uncomfortable. Every untruth is an unkindness, even if it makes others comfortable. Sometimes, even if not telling the truth is comfortable in the moment, you know intuitively that you'll be uncomfortable later in life because you are doing yourself a disservice by not living within your truth. So as much as not telling the truth or telling lies to keep everybody involved happy, again, communicating your worth and your needs is sometimes going to require you to do the most uncomfortable things but braving that is what will ultimately set you free and achieve you the best circumstances and relationships for your life so lesson number two sometimes standing up for yourself and your needs requires you to do the hardest and most uncomfortable things and lesson number three and i quote john green from the fault in our stars with a little twist We accept the love we think we deserve based on how we have been taught to receive love throughout our lifetime. There is this other quote (laughs) that I've heard going around, especially TikTok and a little bit of Instagram that says, we teach others how they treat us and as such, we dictate how we let others treat us. But here's the thing. I think that how... Can we teach others how to treat us properly if we don't necessarily always pick up the negative habits that lead us to allow people to treat us a certain way sometimes? We can't necessarily know better than the limiting thought patterns and the traumas that we have instilled within us that teach us to receive or accept love in a certain form. So... I don't necessarily agree with that quote because I think that a lot of people are acting from trauma, from autopilot, from a place of hurt, from a place of having lived and seen patterns their whole life that now feel comfortable to them no matter how unhealthy they may intellectually perceive them to be. And I'm not saying, you know, only get into relationships when you feel that you are allowing yourself to accept the love that you think you deserve because you've, um, you know, pointed out all your trauma and pointed out what's limiting you from receiving beautiful, true, honest love. Because I think that this is something that is revealed to us as we go through relationships, through friendships, through romantic relationships, as we heal family relationships. So make a point of asking yourself, how the love you're receiving feels to you, if something's missing, if it doesn't feel the way you'd like it to feel, and ask yourself, look back on your past and say, how was I taught to receive love back then? And how is that affecting how I deem myself to be worthy of love now? How I am accepting love from others right now? Am I doing myself a disservice by not asking for my needs to be met or for letting things slide that should not usually slide or that I wouldn't normally let slide, but because I love this person, I let them slide. Because I think we see that a lot in relationships. Sometimes you have to be complacent or compromise on certain things. But if you're compromising at the expense of your happiness, that is not a healthy relationship and it is not a healthy pattern in a relationship. So 
reflect on that, reflect on what the most true and beautiful love would look like and feel like to you, and then adjust your surroundings and your behavior around that, that truth that feels true and beautiful to you. So number three, we accept the love we think we deserve based on how we have been taught to receive love throughout our lifetime. Lesson number four is you are responsible for creating your own opportunities and you need to stop waiting. Oh, I feel so strongly about this one because it's something that kills me so much in conversations I have and in the discontent that I see people experiencing and it's a large driver behind why I decided to start this podcast to really inspire people to start doing this for themselves because how many of us know that we're good at something, know that we have something to offer the world, but out of our inability to know where to begin, we end up waiting for opportunities to fall in our lap. And then we wait weeks, months, years for something that doesn't come. And I think that often I hear people say, well, maybe this is the sign of the universe to just tell me to slow down or to embrace my current circumstances more. And I think that, yes, there are times where the universe absolutely will put a halt on the things that you're doing repeatedly to get that lesson through to you. But at the same time, how many of us are comfortable and content with telling ourselves that instead of maybe I'm discontented, maybe I'm not getting things done because the universe is trying to tell me that I actually, what I need to do is create these opportunities for myself. I think that's what we have to discern sometimes for ourselves is if we know that we're good at something, if we know that we have something to give, go tell the world that you are worthy and able and apt to do that thing. Create those opportunities for yourself to get noticed if you don't necessarily want to start your own business or start your own podcast, whatever that looks like for you. Go get yourself noticed by the people that you want to see you, you want to notice you, you want to see your potential. Because even if you don't create the opportunity for yourself from scratch, you are opening doors for those opportunities to then come to you. So this particular lesson doesn't mean that you have to start a particular project or business or podcast or book from scratch. Sometimes it means go get yourself out there to get noticed by the people that will offer you those opportunities. Stop waiting for them to fall in your lap because they may never. And if they don't after some time, that may or may that may not be a sign that you got to slow down or you got to look elsewhere necessarily. And I think that you'll feel that in your heart if that really is the case, because you may be discontent with the thing that you're trying to chase and you'll know that deep rootedly. But ask yourself, am I telling myself that comfortable saying in effort to prevent myself from going through the discomfort of putting myself out there and creating my own opportunities? So lesson number four, you are responsible for creating your own opportunities and you need to stop waiting. Lesson number five, if you're bored, it's because you're not feeding your brain. (laughs) I love this one because I find that so often, here's the thing about me that you should probably know, I may or may not have said this on the podcast before, but I don't watch any Netflix ever, ever. And I have nothing against Netflix. I have nothing against people that watch Netflix or that spend hours in the day watching series because I have multiple people in my life who are like, oh my gosh, the series is amazing. You should totally watch it. And I've had so many recommendations that sound amazing to me, but it's just not what fulfills me. I would much rather sit down one evening after a long day with a book that is teaching me about self-development and self-growth rather than watch a series. And that's just my particular preference. But I've had a lot of friends tell me, you know, I'm so bored of watching Netflix, but it's all I know. Or I'm so bored of, I feel like I don't do enough in my day or I I, I don't feel like I'm growing. Well, it kind of goes back to the last one. You have to create that for yourself. You have to ask yourself, well, if I'm not feeling fulfilled every single day, what do I need to add to my day? What do I need to subtract from my routine and substitute for something that actually does fill me? And it doesn't have to be reading necessarily. It might just mean you go and do exercise or you go 
start learning how to play an instrument, start learning how to a new language. Like oftentimes we perceive ourselves to be bored because we are not entertaining our brains with stuff that has substance. It's not that series don't have substance and that we're not taking away from series. I totally think TV is really fun and you can watch documentaries that teach you tons about the world and people and society, but sometimes it will become the same old, same old and you have to substitute things into your day that fill you and keep your brain a little bit more entertained than those things that you might usually be accustomed to doing. So if you're bored, it's because you're not feeding your brain. And that is lesson number five. Number six is our purpose is reflected in the things that our heart feels called to do in the quiet moments of our everyday. I love this one so much. And it's it's an idea that I've also been seeing repeatedly. I think it's so funny that life finds a way to present different lessons to you in different ways, especially subtly throughout your day. And I just, whenever I pick up on it, I'm like, hmm, I think the universe is trying to tell me something here. So I love this one because I think that so many people feel lost or so many people think that their purpose absolutely has to be this thing that they're doing as a job in their life or something that they have to turn into a career and that's not the case when you feel bored or stagnant notice and ask yourself what the first thing that comes to mind for you to do is what is the first thing that you normally feel called to do in those quiet moments where you're not doing anything else where you're looking for something to do because and what are those things that light your heart up when you think about doing them oftentimes it is within those things that our purpose lies so i'll tell you a story of mine that kind of revealed to me what i perceive to be my purpose right now and asterisk on that i should also add that your purpose can change and modify throughout your lifetime it is not to be one thing throughout your entire lifetime but a story, cool story that, that uh, I experienced in my own life is that before becoming a podcast host, I was actually a photographer. I had my own, I still have, I guess, my own photography business. I took portraiture um, for people. I did couples photos, individual headshots. I even did editorial. I even ran a workshop with a, one of my model friends and I love it. I still love photography. I am an avid fan of many photographers out there in the field and I admire their work all the time. But as I started to dive into the process of turning what was a hobby for me, photography, a hobby that I seemed to be really good at, into a business, I realized I, I started having these moments where I would just be typing away a contract or getting my website set up and trying to think of unique packages that stood out from other photographers and what they were offering in the field. I would have these quiet moments of, this kind of like a little voice in my head that would ask me, do you really see yourself doing this long-term? How do you see photography in this particular career fitting into your long-term plans for life, which is to be a doctor and you know that you want to talk about self-development and share self-development information with people. And I never found myself finding a way to incorporate photography in a way that serves that purpose and made me feel fulfilled and so funny enough I got invited to be a guest onto a photography podcast um about this time last year in 2021 and let me tell you as a first podcast experience I was super nervous it was definitely not um the way that I would have liked it to go but I was like wow, I love this. I love speaking about how to help people. And of course that episode was about how to be a better photographer, how to run your business, how to be confident in the field and stand out amidst other photographers, yada, yada, yada. But the aspect of getting on and having conversations with other people about how to help other people achieve their goals in life was so fascinating and fulfilling to me. And that was the first time that I was like, wow, 
I think this is what this little voice has been trying to tell me is that my purpose is out there, not in continuing to find it through this particular one thing. So I leaned into that and now I am sitting here running the Commitment to Growth podcast as we speak. And oh my gosh, you know what? Once you live out of alignment with what you truly desire, once you step into it, you never go back. And like I said, I love photography, but it is it has stayed a strictly a hobby for me since since that moment. And I would not change that for the world as much as time and money did go into that. <laughs> but sometimes you have to invest time and resources into the things that you that aren't really cut out for you to know what is cut out for you in this life. So that's lesson number six. Our purpose is reflected in the things that your heart feels called to do in the quiet moments of your every day. Lesson number seven is you can be in pain and still live from a place of joy. Also another big one this year for me. And the thing about this one that I like to kind of discern for people is that there's a difference between living from a place of toxic positivity than from a place of joy and hope. Because I think that sometimes when we are going through a difficult time and we say, oh, you know, I'm still grateful despite it or things could be worse. Some people perceive that as toxic positivity and you're trying to lessen yourself. And yes, there are instances in where that stands. And what I think we must remember is that we can allow ourselves to feel pain and disappointment and frustration at the things that are going on in our life while still recognizing that there is hope within those situations and that is not toxic positivity. That is simply resilience and that is simply a mechanism to allow you to get through those things and to strive for what's better and what's for what's waiting for you out there. You can be in pain and still pour love from your heart. You can be in disappointment and still give love to the people that disappointed you. You can be extremely sad and you can allow yourself to break down sometimes while still knowing and recognizing that after you've let yourself fall, that after you've broken down, you will recognize that you are still standing. And you'll recognize that because you are still here and because you are still standing, you are not done. There's still work for you to do. And as overwhelming as that sensation can be sometimes, it's so it's also so beautiful because it means that there is a greater plan waiting for you out there, even if it doesn't, doesn't mean that in the moment. So don't discredit yourself for living from a place of hope and from the awareness that while things may feel difficult right now, there is still something waiting for you out there that's bigger and more worthwhile for you. Lesson number seven, you can still be in pain and still live from a place of joy. And life lesson number eight of 22 is show up every day in life to every situation and every interaction as a first time student. I love this one because the more that you approach every single day, every interaction and every situation, like I said, as a first-time student with that mindset, the more you are setting yourself up to learn and gain from the people and the things involved in those circumstances. You may know a ton and you may know that you have a lot to give to a person in terms of education or tips or advice or a particular business or a particular business venture, whatever that looks like for you. You may know that you have a lot to offer and that is totally fine. Ground yourself in that feeling of worth, but there is also something to be taken away from every situation. And the more that you can get curious and have that open mind to say, I know I know a lot, but I know that I can know more. The more you are setting yourself up to learn from people and from things that you may have once perceived may not have had that much to offer you. So stay curious, ask questions, 
and show up every day like you know nothing. It's kind of like that saying, you know, the more you know, the less wiser you feel. And this applies because I think that in every situation, there's an opportunity to come to that realization and to keep feeding your hunger to be better every single day. So lesson number eight, show up every day in life to every situation and every interaction as a first-time student. Life lesson number nine of 22 is one of the hardest pills to swallow is that people seldom change. Yes, that's a hard one to swallow. (laughs) Also another big one for me this particular year. Um, Here's the thing. People can be influenced to change their ways of walking through life as we communicate with them what's important to us, what we need, and what we need to feel seen, loved, cared for, as an example. But what is not in our control is whether those people make those changes and whether they perceive those requests as deemable by them or not. The only thing we can do is show up for ourselves and communicating those things to the people in our lives that we need those things from. The rest, it is not our responsibility how people respond to our needs. And oftentimes when we don't receive the response that we expected or that we would have liked, we're going to feel like we were selfish. But if you know that you acted from a place of self-protection and self-love, that is the biggest truest truth that you have to remind yourself in those moments where you are questioning what you did to stand up for yourself and you can't force people to change and you can't continue having conversations and giving them book recommendations and podcast recommendations that (laughs) where you are you know indirectly pouring some advice to those people you can only lead by example and communicate what you need for yourself to feel seen, loved, and heard. And if that is not met in the way that you need it to, then you go from there and you decide there what you do with those relationships. But it is not your job to change someone based on how you think or know, maybe, from your own experience, that they could be happier or more fulfilled in life. And it's a hard pill to swallow because... I'm sure that everyone listening today can point out at least one relationship in their life where they can say, oh, if this person just did this or adjusted their approach to this in this way, they would be so much happier. This relationship would be so much better, but that's not in our control. And the more we can live with that uncomfortable truth, the less exhausting and taxing our relationships can feel and will look like as we get away from those relationships that feel and look that way. So lesson number nine, one of the hardest pills to swallow is that people seldom change. Number 10, the hardest part of realizing that your life is yours to write is realizing that your life is yours to write. What do I mean by this, you ask? Well, if you listen to my episode with Meg Hepner, a couple of months ago, then you know that she gave this quote that was just absolutely mind-boggling. And it said, the biggest thing to realize when you are trying to live a life that is your own is that nothing is real. So many of the expectations that we have placed on us as human beings, as members of society, are creations of society, our social norms that have been dictated by people in power, by the patriarchy, whatever that looks like. And how many of us are living with the thought or perception that these norms are the absolute truth of what must be rather than what can be if we choose to abide by them? When you are trying to live a life that is your own and to write your own narrative for what is true and beautiful to you, you will be tempted to look at the example of others in your life or on social media, in your workplace, whatever that looks like, 
when you're trying to figure out how you want to live and how you want to write this story for yourself that is abided by your own terms. And it's okay to look at others and get inspiration from them based on how their ways of living have inspired you to show up in your own life and in your relationships, but it's important that you don't copy their exact ways of showing up because it won't be true to you and therefore you are not living a life that is written by you and by your own terms and your values and beliefs. And I think that's the hardest part of that realization is that it's going to feel like we're starting from scratch and realizing that so much of what we're living is just subjective social norm. (laughs) But that's where the beauty of the challenge is that we all get to create our own reality based on what we value and dear the most. So do what you will with that statement. (laughs) The hardest part of realizing that your life is yours to write is realizing that your life is yours to write. That is lesson number 10 of 22. Lesson number 11 is happiness is the most vulnerable emotion that we can allow ourselves to feel. How many of us experience moments in our lives where we feel overwhelmed and overjoyed with happiness and the super strong feeling of love that is expanding from within us and is coming in through us from the people around us in that moment or the circumstances that we are finding ourselves in. And yet we fear diving into that emotion because we're like, oh, this could get worse or there's strings attached to this happiness. And then we don't allow ourselves to be fully present with it. Oh, happiness feels so conditional because we've been taught to learn or feel that happiness has strings attached to it or you know after every rainbow there's another thunderstorm or something like that right yes life gets hard yes life is never going to be happy-go-lucky all the time but what a disservice we are doing to ourselves and to our memories by not allowing ourselves to feel the full range and depth of that happiness that is available to us at all times in our lives and in our days. So give yourself permission to feel happiness and to express happiness in whatever way, form, shape (laughs) that that looks like for you because you deserve to be happy. It is your birthright as a human being to experience and feel the full depths of the happiness and the love that is within you and that is radiating at you from the universe and from the people in your life. So allow yourself to feel happy. Lesson number 11, happiness is the most vulnerable emotion that we can allow ourselves to feel. Number 12, sometimes the most courageous thing that we can allow ourselves to do is to act purely from our heart and not our mind. This one kind of ties into number 11 that I just said about happiness, but the thing about this one is that we stigmatize acting from soul because we perceive that to be us acting from emotion, which has been deemed by the patriarchy as this very immature and disrespectable and irresponsible thing, especially towards women. But sometimes what that actually is, is our intuition and our soul trying to guide us through how to live in a way that is most closely to how we want to be the happiest and to what we deem to be the truest and most beautiful version of our reality. And when we learn to lean into that and when we learn to accept that voice as guidance and just live through that voice and through that feeling, the more we can feel that we left everything out there When and if we have to walk away from a particular situation or relationship and the more we can stay grounded in the knowledge that we acted from what was truest and most valuable and most acceptable to us. Living from soul does not mean living irresponsibly through emotions or from feelings. It is from living your truth. So number 12, sometimes the most courageous thing you can do is allow yourself to act purely from your heart and not your mind. Number 13, and I'm going to phrase this lesson as a quote from Brianna Wiest, who is the author of a book that I just recently read and cannot recommend more to anyone and everyone of 
all ages. This book was incredible. It changed my life. It was exactly what I needed to hear and what I think everybody needs to hear at some point in their lives, especially if you're going through a difficult transition right now. It is full of knowledge and insight and so much reminders and it's phrased in such a way that is so easy to digest, but so mind-boggling. The book is called When You're Ready, This Is How You Heal by Brianna Weist. Weist? I believe it's Weist. Um, it's amazing. Everybody should go pick it up. I firmly believe that. An amazing book, an amazing author. I loved it. But this is a particular quote that she's had in the book that really, really resonated with me. And I chose to say the quote as this particular lesson. And it goes, people who are willing to brave the tension of uncertainty are the ones who truly free themselves. Take that in for a second. How many of us have stayed in a relationship, be it romantic or platonic like a friendship, or kept a person around for time because we didn't want to brave loneliness? How many times have we stayed in a job, a volunteer position, in a career at school, even though it wasn't fulfilling us because we knew that leaving it meant facing ourselves and our fear and not having the certainty of having that thing in our lives to give us what we perceive to be stability. It's a blunt realization, isn't it? That sometimes we choose comfort because it gives us certainty, even if it's a disjustice or disjustice, but an injustice to ourselves. Do the thing that scares you the most, even if it means enduring uncertainty for some time, because it is in uncertainty where you will find yourself and what is true and beautiful to you. So number 13, people who are willing to brave the tension of uncertainty are the ones who truly free themselves, as written by Brianna Wiest. Lesson number 14, understanding why people may have acted a certain way or treated you a certain way based on their past is not justifying their actions, but it certainly helps you forgive them. I get this all the time because I feel like I analyze people <laughs> a lot. I say, well, they probably acted that way towards me or towards X person because they experienced this during childhood or they went through this trauma or they have this insecurity. And then people tell me, yeah, well, that doesn't justify their actions. No, it doesn't. But A, it helps you way better understand where they may have been acting from when they made those decisions that impacted you or another person. And B, it helps you understand how you can better communicate to that person and how you can get your needs across to them in a way that allows you to feel seen and heard. And C, you can forgive that person much easier and better once you knew the root of their actions. And that is not letting them off the hook. It is freeing yourself from the exhaustion that it is to live from negativity and from hate and resentment towards a person. You are freeing yourself by trying to have that level of empathy with the truth that sometimes hurt people hurt people. And as I mentioned earlier in this episode, we act from what's familiar to us, even if intellectually it's not just to us or to other people. Because we can't always deem what's better. Because we haven't experienced it. We learn by observation through experience. So lesson number 14. Understanding why people may have acted a certain way or treated you a certain way based on their past is not justifying their actions. But it certainly helps you forgive them. And it allows you to free yourself. Number 15, every difficult thing you do in life will require you to face it alone, but that does not mean that you must go through it alone. Let me explain this one. So I get friends come to me all the time with seeking advice or just needing a shoulder to lean on. And immediately after they tell me or immediately after they come to me, they say, I'm so sorry, I don't want to be a burden to you. And I'm definitely guilty for doing this as well, trying to get better at it. But of course, I tell them, no, you're not being a burden. I actually really appreciate that you've come to me. And 
what I've started telling people and what I've started to tell myself to give myself a sense of comfort is that there's a difference between going to people because you're depending on them to solve a problem for you or to give you the solution to what you're facing and going to people because you need a shoulder to lean on because you have ideas to bounce off with them because you have questions based on experiences that may they may have lived through that you haven't yet or because you're just seeking some words of advice and comfort from them at the end of the day you going to other people for their words of advice and their consolation towards you is you building your toolbox for how you are going to continue facing the thing that you are facing in that moment the difficult circumstance at the end of the day what you choose to do with that circumstance how you choose to heal from it go through it solve it whatever that looks like for you will be up to you nobody else can dictate that for you unless you allow them to but that being said that does not mean that you don't that you have to endure the darkness by yourself you can lean on people you can ask for help you can ask for familial support friend support part, support from your partner from a therapist you don't have to build your toolbox alone and that's the difference between facing something alone and actually going through the difficulty of it alone and discomfort of it alone. So number 15, every difficult thing you do in life will require you to face it alone, but that does not mean that you must go through it alone. Lesson 16, the hardest thing you may ever do is have the courage to be unconditionally, unapologetically your authentic self, but this will create the reality that you desire. Oh, I love this one because... I feel that this is only something that I began to embody in the last year and a half of my life, I think. And it takes a while, of course, because you're going through your early years. I mean, I'm only 22 here, but you go through your early years, your teenage years, and you have all these experiences that teach you, again, what's true and beautiful to you and what you value and what you believe in and what makes you happy and what fulfills you. And... It's from those experiences that then you then dictate how you build your reality to align with those feelings of fulfillment and happiness in your life. That being said, sometimes that reality may look like doing courageous things that other people aren't doing. Maybe you are into content creation. That's something that I've really taken up recently, something that has taken me a big, a lot of confidence to start getting into and to just start posting stuff because you know like we're so afraid of what people are going to say especially people that know us and a side note i kept my current now public instagram hidden from the people in my life for a very long time i didn't tell them about it because i was making content i was taking videos of myself and i was posting kind of like informational posts and i was like i don't want people to judge me i don't want people in my life to say what right does she have to be talking about these things and i kept it from the people in my life for a very long time and then one day i just decided to start following those close people in my life on instagram and showing them my content in person and showing up exactly as i do on social media in my interactions and when i tell you that my life revolutionized since i made that decision i cannot I cannot really explain it as anything other than it has been nothing but like a 180 revolution <laughs> in the sense that when you let people see you for who you are, the right people that mirror that and accept that and embrace that and support that will come into your life as well as the opportunities that build space for you to express that authenticity. And that is why you must live your truth in everything that you do no matter how hard it may feel sometimes because you don't want people to judge you or because you feel like a beginner whatever that is but when you live from the authenticity you are creating doors that will open to opportunities and people that are meant to come into your life to further build you up as a person as a human being as a spiritual being that we all are so as courageous as it can feel sometimes it is the biggest act of love that you can do for yourself so number 16 the hardest thing that you may ever do is have the courage to be unconditionally unapologetically your authentic self 
but this will create the reality that you desire. Number 17. There is a difference between making friends to not feel lonely and making friends to create connection. Oh my goodness. Okay, this is one that I have <laughs> so much so much opinion around, but we're going to we're going to keep it short because the thing is that we live in a society where it is super easy to share many aspects of our lives with complete strangers on social media nowadays, be it Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, Tinder, Hinge, Bumble, whatever social media apps you are using. And as much as we may be electronically connected to people, that is not the same as necessarily being emotionally connected to people. And because of that, I think that we forget that there is a distinction between those two. And we run for followers and we run for people to add on Snapchat and we ask for numbers at parties, clubs, (laughs) events, whatever that looks like to give ourselves a sense that we have more people in our corner when in reality you could have a hundred people that you're constantly texting, snapchatting, DMing on Instagram and still not feel an ounce of fulfillment because none of those relationships support you and give you space to be yourself and to express yourself. And as such, I think sometimes we have to ask ourselves, am I spending all this time connected to my phone and to these people to feel like I have friends and to feel like I have people in my corner? Or am I really invested in building these relationships into something wholesome, beautiful, and close to my heart? And are these people that I know that will be in my corner for a long time to come? Having a smaller circle of friends that are closer to you, who know you well enough and who give you space to be yourself is much better than having a hundred friends that barely know you or are superficially speaking to you because once you capitalize on the people that give you that space and that are important to you in those ways, the more fulfilled you're going to become and the more opportunity you're going to create for more people to walk into your life. So number 17, there's a difference between making friends to not feel lonely and making friends to create connection. Lesson number 18, your darkest moments will reveal your deepest insecurities. No matter how uncomfortable, leverage these periods as a time for profound self-growth. Ah, swallow that pill (laughs) for a second. That was a darker one. But I think it's super important how many of us go through losses, whether it be through somebody passing away or a breakup or a friendship breakup, and we feel alone and it's in those moments of loneliness that we, our deepest insecurities and fears and anxieties come out in the most unlovable ways. We reach for things immediately that we perceive are going to give us immediate relief and gratification when we know intellectually and deep down intuitively that they're not going to fill us long term and that there's something more that we should be doing. Braving that discomfort during those circumstances in which we feel lonely or forgotten or angry or just upset at life. Those are the moments that are going to show us who we are and who we're capable of being. And the more we learn to look at the things that we immediately reach for, for that quick relief, the more our wounds are revealed to us in those moments. And as such, the more the ways that we can heal are revealed to us. So no matter how difficult a certain period of discomfort and darkness can feel. Keep telling yourself that in that darkness, you will find yourself, you will find growth if you are willing to brave the discomfort of that circumstances. But in that discomfort, the greatness that is coming for you. So number 18, your darkest moments will reveal your deepest insecurities. No matter how uncomfortable, leverage these periods as a time for profound self-growth. Lesson number 19. Self-care is not necessarily bubble baths, ice cream, and wine. 
Sometimes self-care is having brutal honesty with ourselves, being disciplined, and doing the things that make us uncomfortable, but will get us where we want to be. Here's the tea about this one. (laughs) I say this because I think that sometimes we think that what's going to make us feel better is gifting ourselves with material items and time off and bubble baths and all this stuff when we are feeling down. And yes, there's a time and place for that. I would be lying if I said that I did not invest in retail therapy once in a while. There's nothing wrong with that on the occasional, but are we lying to ourselves by telling ourselves that these things are going to fix the problem? Or are we the ones that must fix the problem by getting real with ourselves what's wrong and what we have to do to change it? And I don't mean to say that you have to work a really bad and hard job to get the money and fulfillment that you want to get from life. That's not what I'm trying to say here. But sometimes I'm trying to say, if your goal is to run seven days a week and you haven't managed to get up in the morning to do it, you haven't found the time to do it, you haven't found the motivation to do it, don't go treating yourself with a bubble bath and wine to feel better about it. Go fix your system of how you're approaching the situation and then you'll feel fulfillment from that. You know what I'm trying to say? Sometimes self-care looks like self-honesty and that's sometimes the love that we must show ourselves is saying okay you know what i haven't achieved this thing that i set out to do that doesn't mean i reward myself more with material items it means that now i love myself more by forgiving myself and getting down to it so that's what self-love can look like sometimes as uncomfortable and as dislikable as it may feel Keeping those consistent promises to yourself is what's going to gain you confidence and happiness in the long run. Not wine. Although that doesn't hurt that much either, does it? But (laughs) on the occasional, on the occasional. (laughs) Number 19, self-care is not necessarily bubble baths, ice cream, and wine. Sometimes self-care is having brutal honesty with ourselves, being disciplined, and doing the things that make us uncomfortable, but will get us where we want to be. Number 20, listening is an art that few people master. There is a difference between listening to respond and give advice versus listening to see and understand. Ay, ay, ay. Okay, so maybe I'm in a privileged position saying that as a podcast host, but because I recognize that this is a job and a position that requires you to learn how to listen, to ask questions, and to have adequate responses to give to guests that come on here or whether you're a guest on somebody else's podcast but even in this instance and even in relationships how many of us have felt unheard by the people that we go to for advice or for consolation sometimes because we can feel and tell that they are listening simply to respond to us and to craft a response that they deem the best for us when in reality and we may consciously or unconsciously perceive this sometimes we just want to feel heard and feel like someone sees us and that's the critical difference we are so quick to try to get all the variables from somebody is telling us to create a response that we deem best for them that we forget the importance of listening to see that person and understand where they're coming from, understand their emotions, to then know how to show up for them. And showing up may not necessarily mean giving them advice, even if that's what they asked you for in the first place. It may just be that they needed you to listen, that they needed to feel seen, And that they just needed to feel that closeness to somebody by just having someone to hear them without judgment and without rushing to create a response. It's so important that we see this in our relationships. And I think that we check in with the people in our lives to say, hey, do you feel heard in our relationship? Do you feel seen in this relationship? Again, familial friendship relationships (laughs) or romantic relationships, whatever that looks like. Um, or even work relationships. Um, because I think that when we act from this place of listening to understand and to see the people in our lives, the richer, more wholesome the relationships become 
and the closer you get to those people. So number 20, listening is an art that few people master. There is a difference between listening to respond and give advice versus listening to see and understand. Second to last one, number 21, the things and the people that you reach for during your lowest moments are the things in your life that you must capitalize on. Who are the people that you reach to in your lowest moments? What are the things that can instantly make you feel better when you're feeling down? Those are the things that ring closest and truest to your most authentic reality that you may or may not be living, but inside in your soul is what you are manifesting or are working to manifest. Ask yourself what these things are that give you an instant sense of relief, fulfillment, happiness, and what they reflect about who you are deep down. And that answer and those things are reflecting the reality that your heart is longing for within you. So notice what these things are. Ask yourself what these things are. Express gratitude for them every single day. And pour more of your energy into doing those things because not only will they make you feel more fulfilled, you will discover yourself more about who you are within those things. So number 21, the things and the people that you reach for during your lowest moments are the things in your life that you must capitalize on. And last but not least, number 22, perhaps the most beautiful but scariest truth about life is that we enter life alone and we leave life alone. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's a brunt reality to come to terms with, but I think that it's also so beautiful because this means that the biggest relationship that we are ever solely responsible for making the best in our lives is the one that we have with ourselves. How easy and beautiful is that? I mean, I say easy, but it feels so hard at times, right? But you know yourself. Your only responsibility is to get to know yourself better. You know what's true and beautiful to you. You know what you need. You know what you want. It may not always feel like that amidst all the mind chatter and amidst all the conflicting ideas that you have within you, but that's the process. You already know your life work is to discern those answers through continuous self-discovery. How easy and beautiful is that? And how easy and beautiful is it that if you have nothing, if you had nobody in your life, if you had no material items in your life that were filling you, if you had no money, you still had yourself. You still have your comfort that you can give yourself. You still have the love that you can give yourself. How easy and beautiful is it that the things that you are seeking from other people to give you or from material things to give you, you don't actually have to look for out there. You can look for in within you. How easy and beautiful is it that you are capable of giving yourself what you seek from outside how easy and beautiful is it that you can go to bed knowing every single day that you have yourself throughout everything how easy and beautiful is it to realize that the coolest part about life is the journey that you make towards discovering yourself and how easy and beautiful is it that your existence is yours to create yours to dictate and the beauty within that existence that you deem for yourself is what you are injecting into other people's lives and inspiring them to do the same as you, to write their own stories. How easy and beautiful is that, my friends? That is lesson number 22. The thing that I think we must all embrace here and keep in mind at all times is that perhaps the most beautiful but scariest truth about life is that we enter life alone and we leave life alone. And that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode, everyone. Thank you for joining me on my 22nd birthday. I hope you took a thing or two away from those 22 lessons that I have taken away from my life in the last 22 years. And I cannot wait for the other life lessons that the universe has in store for me in the next 22 and in the many, many more to come, fingers crossed. So... 
that was such a joy. Thank you for letting me be here with you on this very special day. Thank you for joining me on this special day and for taking time out of your day to be here. Your presence is so appreciated and acknowledged here and I'm just so excited to keep growing and learning with you all and with the guests that are gonna come on. I am so excited. There are so many exciting interviews coming up that I just cannot wait to share with you. So stay around because you don't want to miss them. I promise to deliver (laughs) in that aspect. Again, if you want to check out the podcast on Instagram or Facebook, type in at commitment to growth podcast in your search bar and there you can find me you can find updates on upcoming episodes and episodes about the or updates about the podcast my apologies you can also find me on tiktok it's at mariana jimenez if you want to be a guest on the podcast if you had some show reviews to send me a cute note to send me that you want to pop into my inbox it's commitment to growth pod at gmail.com and reminder to leave a review on apple Podcasts, telling me what you enjoyed and what you learned from one of the episodes and leave your instagram handle and maybe you will be chosen for a shout out on the podcast next time so another reason for you to stay tuned in case you get chosen and are the lucky one so thank you so much again for being here thank you for celebrating this very special day with me i love you all I am so excited for what's in store for us in the next coming episodes, in the next coming weeks, years. If you are here, you are growing, and today you grew, and that in itself is an easy and beautiful truth. And with that, I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much. <laughs>